Welcome to the Wicked Good Momcast, a podcast for Boston moms by Boston moms, a space to hear stories from real moms, to celebrate the beauty of motherhood and to normalize its challenges. Motherhood is hard, but it doesn't have to be lonely. You are a Wicked Good Mom. And now here are your Wicked Good Momcast hosts, Shannon and Megan. This season of the Wicked Good Momcast is brought to you by our partners at Rockland Trust, a local bank dedicated to providing advice and support through every stage of life or business. Visit rocklandtrust.com or stop by a branch to learn more. Hi, Wicked Good Momcast listeners. We loved hearing from so many amazing female entrepreneurs this season. And to wrap it up, we just had to talk to our own Megan Block, owner of Boston Moms. We hope you enjoy this conversation with just the two of us. Hi, friends. Hello. We're together. Just the two of us. I know. <laughs> I know. I've been singing just the two of us in my I head. <laughs> well, I've been getting I ready use for that this. for like every time I post an, a picture of us on Instagram. I, I like think of that song and I almost always use the music feature. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. No, I love it. Pod. Yep. Um. So I wanted to take a minute and chat with you since we're wrapping up our Wicked Good Entrepreneur series, which has been fantastic. Obviously, you are our resident entrepreneur with owning Boston Moms. I didn't know that I would ever take on that title. Life comes at you fast. (laughs) It does. So I wanted to take a minute to kind of chat with you about that journey and what it's been like and maybe even what the future holds. Yeah. So I think I think about this often, actually, because sometimes I really do think like, how did I get here? I'm so grateful that I'm here, but it was not what I planned. And sometimes um, that's how life happens. I am the child of an entrepreneur and the child of or like the product of a family business. Uh, So that is deeply ingrained in me. It is probably the most important thing about my identity. My dad owned a business when I was growing up. My entire family worked there, including my mom. Um, My dad actually had purchased the business from his dad, who purchased it from his dad. The land the business is on has been in our family for hundreds of years. So it is very special. Yeah, it is sacred ground for us. It is so important to me. And I worked there starting when I was nine years old. Uh, yeah, wow. my dad paid me like cash. <laughs> um, I don't yeah. know, you know, if that was super legal, but that's what we did. And I <laughs> loved it. I was always like, I am the type A firstborn daughter and I was, I loved to work and I loved to earn money. So being working has always been a part of my identity. I, um, I've worked through college to help put myself through college on top of my scholarship. I've always been like the kind of person that's just like, go, 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 because I like to, mm-hmm. like when people are like, you're too busy. You should like take several seats. I'm like, but I thrive when I have a full schedule. Like I am the person that when, when things are slow, I actually get sad. So yeah, that's kind of like a little bit of a preface to the story, just like who I am and who raised me. Um, as far as the story of Boston moms, it started Mm -hmm. in 2000 and it must've been 2013. I was going to say, I don't know this. If you had asked me, I would have oh, failed. It's exciting. I love this story. So I was up late, uh, like in the middle of the night with one of my babies. I'm pretty sure it was William. So it must have been 2013, 2014. Um, my husband was a submariner. And so he was at sea. I was alone. 
and I had a Navy mm-hmm. family, like we take care of each other, but I was what I was the youngest of that group. And I also was mm-hmm. the first in my friend group outside of the Navy to have a baby. So I was like pretty, I felt pretty much on my own Island and I was up late at night and I was scrolling the early days of Instagram, which is like a completely different mm-hmm. beast now. And I oh, came totally, across yeah. um, a post from Twin Cities Moms blog. And I saw this post and I was like, something that this writer, who I could still identify to this day, um, what she wrote, it like resonated with me on Instagram. And I was like, what is this thing, Twin Cities Moms blog? And so I found it online on, I think, a desktop computer because that's <laughs> that's what we we're doing. Yeah. Uh, yeah. <laughs> right. And I was like immediately connected. I was like, this is a this is in Minnesota. I was living in Connecticut at the time. It's like couldn't be farther from me. But I felt like this woman who was writing was writing to me. And I said to my husband, I said, wherever we end up, I am going to start one of these things. I figured out that it was like through a network of other mom type sites. Um, and I was like, the, I, wherever we end up, I'm starting one. Um, fast forward a couple of years, I actually continued to follow Twin Cities Moms Blog and the parent company, which was City Moms Blog Network at the time. Um, and I was like super, super ingrained in what they were doing, which is just so hilarious. Like a fangirl halfway across the country. (laughs) Yeah. Um, and when we decided to come home to Boston, Boston moms had actually already been started the year prior. So there was a Boston mom. Okay. And so I was really bummed (laughs) to be honest. I was like, um, yeah, like this is my plan. Um, and as soon, before we even moved here, we, we put an offer on the house. And the first thing I did, literally the first thing I did before we even told people who were moving home, I emailed the woman who owned Boston mom's blog at the time. And I was like, Hey, I am moving to the area. If you need a writer or a team member, like I'm super interested. She never responded to me. <laughs> oh, shoot. <laughs> oh, <my laughs> but, <gosh. laughs> but I will tell you, I am, I am tenacious and I, <laughs> I know. I started following again on social media in those early years. And I, uh, when they posted a a contributor call for writers, um, I applied and I was accepted. So I started writing for Boston Moms blog in 2016. Um, And from there, my, my posts would do very well. So like, I love to write. I'm not a writer, but I, I think I have good ideas and I think I do it. Okay. Um, and they would do really well. And so I was getting a, like a lot of recognition from the then owner and the team. And um, they would get like syndicated nationally sometimes. And I, I just mm. decided, I was like, you know what? I'm going to see if she wants to hire me because I'm a salesperson. That's what I did for my job outside of, you know, prior to Boston Moms. I've always been in um, sales. And so I was like, she probably okay. needs an advertising salesperson. Like maybe I could see if that's something she would want. Um, and yeah. she was like, sure. So she brought me on her team as a salesperson and we worked together for several years. Um, and I sort of, in 2019, um, she expressed an interest in uh, leaving the business. And I had felt like we, I had sort of tapped out on what I could do under somebody else's leadership. Um, and I mm-hmm. felt like, okay, I, I either need to walk away and find something else or I need to buy this and make it what I want it to, mm-hmm. to be. Um, and that was a pretty major leap for me and my family, to be honest. It wasn't something we were planning to take on. Um, well, because I do know this part, you bought it how many months, two months before we were all quarantined for COVID, I, like the, the pandemic. Yeah, so I, I had started that conversation in early, late, it was either late 2019 or early 2020. And I signed the contract the week 
that the world shut down. Okay. Like, so That's literally I signed yeah. the contract. <laughs> I hired a full-time nanny because I had only a part-time oh. childcare before that. And yeah, the, like, it was like a Monday and like Friday, it was like the world was shut down. The kids never went back to school. So I had just purchased oh a business gosh. during the beginning of a global pandemic. And I was like, oh shit, <laughs> like, yeah. we might yeah. be in. <laughs> might be in big trouble, but I kind of, what have we well, done really, here? <laughs> I was like, I, here I am taking this leap. It's something that I so believe in. Like I was, oh, I always yeah. felt like Boston moms was right at this, like almost legit. Like we can, um, we're almost there. We have this amazing product we can offer to moms. We have this amazing product we can offer to advertisers. We're like so close. Uh, I just need to give it that next like push. Then COVID happened. Luckily, we did already have the established digital real estate online. And so it wasn't like a huge deal. Yes. Um, and I had a great team behind me. So. Well, and really, we did so much during the pandemic. Really I mean, we did so much for moms who were trapped at yeah. home. I think of like the Boston Children's yeah. Museum videos that we made. Those yeah. were fun. Our guides to like how to celebrate holidays at home. Yeah. I mean, that was an important year for this business. For sure. Too. Yeah. I think, um, I think largely digital businesses in general, they kind of had a choice to make. And it was either yeah. we we double down and we I mean, I worked legitimately 65 hours a week from home with kids working oh, yeah. at, doing school here. Like it was nonstop. But I was like, if we can get in front of these moms and prove that we're valuable, they're going to stick around with us. And that's honestly what we've seen. So I do think I will never say that the pandemic was a blessing, but in some ways I couldn't like Boston moms could not fail for me. Like I was like, I have, this Mm -hmm. has to work now. Um, And honestly, I think even for our team, like we're all kind of looking for something to care about that was like outside Mm -hmm. of us. So like, the opportunity to be able to serve moms in that way, it was like humanizing a little bit for us, for us too. And I think it definitely brought us together. Like the majority of our team is still intact from 2020, which is something I'm super proud of. Um, But yeah, that was the, the, (laughs) the history, which is hilarious. It's been three and a half years about, and I feel like it feels like it was never not mine, which feels really special. Like I, I thought that it would take longer for me to feel like my you know, an hour as a team, our decision-making has like molded Boston moms, but the Boston moms of today is not the Boston moms of 2019. And that's something I'm really right. proud of. Yeah. Yeah, yeah definitely. On yeah. that note, what is maybe one of your favorite things about owning Boston moms? Um, I said yes to this question and now I'm tripping up. I, so actually I know the answer to this. My favorite thing about owning Boston Moms is the other women. And I, I say this often. See, I knew yeah. that answer. That's why I thought it would be I, an easy question. No, just, <laughs> it's funny because I was thinking like more business minded. Um, oh, yeah, but yeah. It has connected me. So first of all, I kind of entered this honestly at like a super volatile time and time when I had to be like, I had to offer a lot of help to people and be willing to accept a lot of help from people. Um, and it has just like opened up my world in a way that I honestly can't even imagine that not having it. Um, the women I've met through our team that I've, we've created some like really, like really important and key friendships in my life. Um, networking. I mean, I, I feel like I'm always, there's always somebody there to like cheer me on um, other women in business and in 
their businesses that we are supporting like through this podcast and through what we do on Boston moms and all our social channels. Um, it's definitely the other women I have found. It's funny. I think a lot of people, people will ask me about like our competition or something. And I am, I feel so confident in being able to say like, I don't think we have competition. Like we don't, we have, we have other people who are in this business too. And, um, that's something I'm really proud of, but yeah, definitely the other women. Yeah. All right. Flip yeah. Side. What's the hardest, hardest part? <laughs> um, there are probably two things. So the first thing that's really difficult is anybody who owns their own business or who cares deeply about a business uh, that they're working for, there's really no off time. And that has been I mean, it's something I watched my parents do as a kid. And I always was like, I'm never going to be like that. You know, like <laughs> I'm going to, you know, I'm going to, yeah. I'm not going to talk about work <laughs> when I get home. Um, but I, there's always something to do. And it's, I've had to prioritize and reprioritize and, uh, try to find ways to turn off my brain. Um, and that has not been easy. So it's definitely the hardest part. The other thing is, um, explaining to my children what I do, which is they're little, I mean, they're 10, seven and four now. So Caroline was just a baby when I started this whole thing. Um, Benjamin was little enough that he didn't, he's always known me to work part-time. He never knew me to work full time. And so, um, sort of shifting that where now I, you know, the last three and a half years, I've had a full-time job that's taken me away from a lot of their day to day, but I'm still physically here because I work from home. Uh, that has been really hard too. And I don't think I have, I'm still waiting for that, like magical, everything clicks into place kind of thing. There's a lot of guilt around motherhood and being a working mom for me, which is, I tell everybody else not to have. I know. It's hard. It's really yeah. hard. Yeah, it is. What was the second thing? That's it. Was that my second thing? Oh, I don't I think know. that was two okay. things. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Yeah. I think never turning it off and then also just like being mom at the same time. Okay. Yeah. So it's sort yes. of multifaceted. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. I was going to say though, so, you know, my husband is also an yeah. entrepreneur, um, And what's kind of challenging for us is explaining to friends and family what Mm. he does and (laughs) why, why he doesn't get time off and why like our lives run a little differently than the typical nine to five Monday through Friday household. I was going to say for you, I think it's really cool that your dad being an entrepreneur, I'm assuming he kind of gets it. Like you probably didn't have to explain to him as much. It's two different yeah, worlds, he, but he definitely yeah. gets it. He understands even like the pressure of stuff. So like, or like the, yeah. honestly, one of the things that's been most comforting is that he understands the costs of doing business. Yeah. So things yeah. like contracts and having a lawyer review them or things like insurance or taxes, like mm-hmm. all those very big and not sexy things that an entrepreneur has to deal with. He understands. And so to, I do have him as a sounding board in that. And he also understood in the beginning of this, um, I purchased Boston Moms right before, like my mom, my mom was sick, but she wasn't gravely ill yet. Um, and he understand, understood at that point, even the importance of me investing in something that was going to be mm-hmm. mine and the investment in a business. He understood where a lot of other family and friends were like, is that smart? And even after like COVID, when COVID mm-hmm. started, yes. they were like, oh, sucks for you. <laughs> like you just made this. Yeah. But he yeah. was like, no, this is like, this is good real estate. You know, that's smart. Um, so that's definitely been helpful. It has been interesting though. Um, being an entrepreneur and needing childcare 
I think specifically as a mom, I, I felt in the early days that I had to prove that I was actually working. Like it was so, so strange. Like I felt like I had to prove that paying for childcare was worth it. Um, and I wish very much that in the beginning of my entrepreneurial journey, that somebody told me invest in childcare. Like you cannot, I mean, obviously we were in COVID at that point, but you cannot be a working parent and have your attention on your work. If you don't have childcare. Um, and I I just felt like this, like very, I was so, so guilty about needing that. Um, when in reality, you really can't make money as an entrepreneur, unless you have time. And unless you have uninterrupted mm-hmm. time. And when I finally was like, my best friend actually was like, if you invest in this now, it's investing in your future. As far as like the childcare piece goes, like technically, can you do this at home with all three kids running around? Like, yeah, but will it be horrible? Yeah. <laughs> so yeah, give yourself yeah. that so that you can invest in it's It allowed, as soon as I did that, it really did launch us into like the next level because it allowed for me to have more one-on-one time with business. Well, and to kind of split your world, yeah. you know, so that you can be the yeah. mom and then run your business. Like those are two different yeah, we things. we sitting in what used to be the playroom. And when I made it, yeah. I didn't know that. <laughs> when, I, when I made it my office, it really was like a turning point because I claimed this space yeah. as my own. Um, where like the right. kids toys could be anywhere, but I really couldn't. I also have probably... I have, I have a high, have a lot of anxiety. I probably am high functioning ADHD, like uh, clutter and things like that really uh, like push me off the rails. And so to have Mm -hmm. a space that was for work for me in my home, I mean, I know that that is a blessing, um, but I kicked the player out of here. They have other space now. And this was my space. And I think when I did that, I really did sort of claim this as like, you know what? This isn't just a, ho- it's not a hobby for me. I've been telling people for years, this is not yeah. my hobby. This is my life's work. Um, and yeah. then I was like, now it looks like it's real for me. Um, and that was definitely a turning point in this whole thing for me. Yeah. Okay. You don't know that I'm going to ask oh. this question, but I realized <laughs> I've asked every female entrepreneur that I've interviewed. So I have to ask you too, what advice would you give to another mom who I'm going to switch it a little bit. I've been asking what advice would you give to a mom who has aspirations to become an entrepreneur? Mm-hmm. I want your advice for the mom who already is an entrepreneur. She already is running a business. Mm-hmm. What advice would you give her? I can't wait to hear what everybody else said. <laughs> um, <laughs> my advice for somebody who already is an entrepreneur and a mom. Okay. This is like maybe a silly one. I actually keep a folder on my desktop of good things. So it can Mm. be incredibly heavy. Like this is very fun for me to talk about it, but it is not an easy walk. Like it is, there are, Shannon knows this more intimately than probably many people, but like the hard days definitely outnumber the good ones uh, because there's just always heavy stuff. There's always big things to do. And then life, you still have a life too. So then life throws you a couple of curveballs and it's really hard to be an entrepreneur. So I, um, I save, I have a folder of like, anytime somebody sends me like an encouraging note or even response on, in a DM on Instagram about how we're ha- affecting their lives or like how they feel less alone in motherhood or when we've gotten our press opportunities, like all of that those little things that are like, that's my why I can keep doing that. I can keep, I can keep pushing on because I got this little, these little like 
pieces of love from our community um, and from greater Boston in general. One of them in my folder is a piece from one of my kids. Um, when we left, Aww. yeah, when we left donuts with Santa last year, which was the first time I had ever run a large scale event like that. And I was so nervous and my family felt that for over a month leading up. I mean, probably months and months, but, um, we walked out and he was holding my hand and he looked up at me and he said, mommy, I'm just so proud of you. And I was like, okay, so yes. It was like the most precious thing that I was like, okay, he's getting it. Like he sees it. Yeah. Um, so I think yeah. keeping allowing the good stuff to be readily available to you on the hard days is probably um, not super business-minded, but definitely a piece of advice. If I'm thinking business-minded, I think um, doing things the right way first is so important. So making sure that you have, if you're an entrepreneur and you don't have an LLC set up and you don't have a good lawyer and you don't have things like that, um, when stuff gets hard, it's going to be even harder. So I would highly encourage to sort of set up your business systems as best as possible. I don't have that all figured out still, um, but I do know the steps we took in the beginning of all of this have allowed us to continually build and uh, not have to backtrack a ton. So, yeah. Do you know what that, it keeps making me picture like building a house and inside the house, like you have all the wiring and the pipes and that's something that eventually kind of gets covered up with the walls and and then you decorate and it looks so pretty, but that those pieces have to be there for the house to be functional. And I think that those pieces have to be there for your business to, like you said, keep building and also be functional. One of the things I get that does like, like irritate me a little bit is like when people are like, Oh, you're so lucky. Or like, I don't know, like, must be nice kind of that. And I'm like, you have, we've been working really hard on this. And like, I talk about, our team, even behind the scenes, like the amount of grind that we're just getting to the point that things are pretty. (laughs) Like, Yeah. Yeah. Um, Yeah. We're finally hanging. Yeah, I know exactly. It's no more command strips. (laughs) We're putting nails on the wall. Like, yeah, Yeah. we are. um, There is a lot. We haven't had nice things, people. There is a lot that goes into (laughs) that and a lot of learning experiences too. And we've continued to sort of level up even with the podcast. Like I think about, we've only been doing this for a year and think of all the things that we've learned in the last year of like who knew it was going to be this hard to do a podcast? <laughs> um, oh my gosh! Do you ever um, go back and hear old episodes? Yes, it's one of my favorite things to do. Actually, <laughs> I do this so like I actually this, this keeps you humble, Shan. So I, I listen oh, yeah. to old episodes. I also look at old graphics of things, old blog posts. Yeah. I love to revisit them because I'm like, oh, anybody listening, please don't. But like. <laughs> Um, um, it is, it's funny. It shows you how we've grown, but we really have, we've been very intentional with our growth. And I think that set us up to, I keep telling our executive team, like we're about to bust up the ceiling. Like we are, we're right there. Um, yeah, to come for sure. What does the future hold? I think I still feel, I have said since I took ownership of Boston moms that I feel like we're just scratching the surface. Like we really, um, we are in a, a market and a community that needs a resource like ours. There are a lot of moms that we're not yet serving and that I hope to serve. Mm-hmm. We're bringing on a whole new group of writers with diverse perspectives that I'm really excited about um, to continue to diversify our content too, which is something that has been top of mind for me for the last three and a half years. And we've done a pretty good job, but there's always room to do that better. Um, I see expansion in our future. I see uh, large events that are sort of like moms know to, to expect them annually every year. 
Um, I see major brand deals and, um, to me, there's no reason why Boston moms wouldn't be the name that anybody thinks of when they think about motherhood or parenthood in greater Boston. And I don't know that we'll ever be like, we are there, um, but we will always work to try to get there. Absolutely. The best is yet to come. I really do feel that way. Yeah, I do too. (laughs) Absolutely. All right. Well, thank you for kind of sharing your story with You're us. Not, I felt like oh, it was oh, important oh, 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 oh. to make sure we had You're it. Not what? Ask what? me the question that you ask every podcast. I guest? asked you in season one. Oh. Do you have a? <laughs> you want me to ask you again? <laughs> Megan, what are you loving about raising a family in Greater Boston? Well, now I want to know what I <laughs> said two. in season one. What am I loving? I shouldn't have asked you to ask me before I didn't have my answer. Well, okay. So it's summertime. Boston is never more beautiful than it is, except for this rainy June, but in May and June, and that is my, is the peak time to be here. Um, so I'm going to say raising my kids near the ocean because I, a lot of Mm -hmm. the people that I love are not raising children near the ocean. And sometimes I think, how could you not? Like, it's just such a, it's such an important part of our family and our, and our lifestyle um salty air and salty sea is I was just gonna rhyme and I'm not going to uh, <laughs> please do <laughs> um I will say living by the coast for sure that is that is it <laughs> I want to hear your rhyme after we're not yeah. recording <laughs> <laughs> that is the life for me <laughs> oh, oh I love it that's gonna be I'll make you a yeah, t-shirt yeah. <laughs> that's good that's the quote for this episode yeah. Uh, this was lovely. Thank you for doing this. I like to talk about it. I don't think I get to talk about it very often. Yeah, I loved hearing it. And I, I knew a lot of it, but I learned something new. Always learned something new. So but this was the playroom. Thank you for talking about it. Yeah, I did not know that at all. Yes, it's been many uses. <laughs> all right. Thanks, Shan. Thank you. Bye. Bye. Boston Moms is grateful to this season's Wicked Good Momcast sponsor, Rockland Trust a bank helping individuals and their families develop a healthy relationship with money at any age. Visit rocklandtrust.com or stop by a local branch to learn more.